the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC Now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees and shares all things new. I am David Riofario and you're watching Insights and Perspectives on TNC. Now let's talk about learning as one nation. Our guest for today is the president of the Central Visayan Institute Foundation. He is also a recipient of the 2010 Ramon Magsaysay Award. Um, kasama po ang kanyang ano, no, may bahay, si Dr. Maria Victoria Carpio Bernido. Ginawa po nila itong CVIF Dynamic Learning Program. Sir Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you, David. Thank you for the invitation. Sir Chris, um, matagal na po kayo sa larangan ng education. Ano? You've been a professor in the University of the Philippines and a visiting professor sa iba't ibang colleges and universities in the Philippines, an active scientist uh, worldwide. Ano pong nakita ninyo na uh, pagbabago sa education system ng Philippines at ng mundo in the past uh, few decades? Well, uh, ang pagbabago is actually driven by the changing technology and mm -hmm. yung tinatawag nilang fourth industrial revolution which uh, outpaces the educational sector uh, mm -hmm. sabi nga nila ang younger generation ngayon will have to learn four or five new skills during their lifetime because technologies change so rapidly so uh, that's why i'm thinking about the program which could be learned independent uh, which would help the new generation learn independently mm -hmm. ito pong CVIF dynamic learning program you created this in the uh, late 90s or 2000s bakit po ninyo naisip gawin yon sir chris and with mamarilik of course well the CVIF uh, dynamic learning program or DLP for short was created because of a need uh, problems that existed all over the country in the philippines and um, apparently, this problem still exists up to today. So 21 years later, it still exists. And the most important problem would be the lack of qualified teachers, which mm -hmm. is felt not only in our country, the Philippines, but also in other countries like uh, Germany, Portugal, Canada, US, Australia. 
they also lack teachers. That's why they recruit a lot of our uh, Filipino teachers and, and bring them to their, to their country. And so the dynamic learning program addresses uh, this particular problem and as well as the infrastructure problems, like especially in the Philippines, there's a lack of classrooms, especially in big cities, there's a growing population that could also be addressed by the CVIF dynamic learning program. Sir Chris, meron pong apat na uh, components yung CVIF DLP, parallel learning classes, number one. Number two is learning activity sheets. Number three, uh, use of comprehensive student portfolio. And four, strategic study and rest. Um, bakit po kailangan lahat ito uh, gagamitin doon sa CVIF DLP? Pwede bang tatlo lang or dalawa? Um, well, if you want to get the maximum result, you have to um, adapt the four pillars because they're all tied together. In fact, the, the most essential component, if in a regular classroom or a regular school day, is the parallel learning classes. Mm-hmm. If you adopt the parallel learning scheme, everything sort of follows. The, the other components follow, and uh, they cannot be avoided in a sense. Mm-hmm. Sir, I, I was doing some readings about parallel learning classes. Ang isang teacher can handle two to three classes in one hour. Paano po nangyari yun, sir? Well, um, uh, if I am a biology teacher, for example, mm-hmm. and I am assigned three sections in high school, for example, to teach. In the traditional, I would be teaching these uh, sections sequentially, like eight to nine, uh, one sec- section one, mm-hmm. nine to 10, section two, and maybe two to 3 p.m., section three. In the parallel classes scheme of the DLP, I will be teaching these three sections simultaneously. Let, let, for example, eight to nine in the morning, I will mm-hmm. be teaching these three sections simultaneously and uh, I will be moving from one section to another while the students are going through independently, going through the learning activity sheets. That's why the learning activity sheets, which we shall simply call LAS, mm-hmm. the LAS naturally, follow, naturally follows from a parallel classes scheme. Mm-hmm. Pero sir, uh, ibig sabihin, 75 or 70% of the time, ang teacher hindi siya makakapagturo. Okay lang po ba yun? Yes, um, that's by design. We actually want mm. the teacher to be outside of the classroom uh, <laughs> to 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that independent learning could could be achieved. Um, everybody's saying it, everything should be learner-centered. But then the mm-hmm. t- subject teacher keeps on intervening. He, he or she lectures 100% inside the classroom. That's not being learner-centered. So mm-hmm. we put a structure. It's a structural change to the learning dynamics so that it automatically becomes learner-centered because if the biology classes are held sim- simultaneously, the three sections from eight to nine, it becomes impossible for this subject teacher to be inside one classroom 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. The sub, uh, biology teacher has to move from one classroom to another, and, and if the teacher cannot trilocate or bilocate, then uh, it becomes impossible for the teacher to be 100% in one section. And so it, ha- it, it autom- automatically becomes learner-centered and independent learning by the students through the help of the LAS or learning activity sheets. Mm-hmm. And these LAS, sir, are based on uh, books. Tama po ba? 
Yes, um, the LAS are, are designed, are made by the subject teachers, and they could get the content. Uh, the LAS is one, one, one concept, one page, and to make the LAS, the teacher has to, uh, he, he or she does not have to rely on, 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 on one book. He could go through the internet, okay, mm -hmm. uh, look at the internet, look at many, many textbooks, and then choose the textbook or, or site which um, simplifies the subject matter. And then he or she could base the, the writing of the LAS on that particular uh, thing. So you're not limited to just one textbook. You, you have the whole world actually as your reference. Mm -hmm. Sir, sige po. Uh, I'm trying to picture, no? So meron pong isang teacher mag-handle ng uh, three sections in one hour. Gamit niya ang learning activity sheets para... Uh, less yung kanyang intervention, focus tayo sa learner. Ang bata po, uh, they will copy yun po bang one page na yun, isusulat sa blackboard, sa blank sheet of paper? That's correct, David. Um, mm. In order for the students to be engaged with or without the subject teacher, they have to copy the LAS, the learning activity sheet, starting from the activity title to the learning target to the concept digest for that particular topic, followed by uh, an illustration or drawing, and then followed by two or three questions. That should only be in one page. So they have to copy that, and that's part of the strategy in the DLP to quickly engage the students. And, and actually, uh, writing slows them down. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, the moment they copy... So uh, one thing also I should mention, David, for any given topic, for any new topic to be introduced at any grade level for any subject, there is no prior lecture on that topic. No prior lecture. Wala pong lecture, uh, wala pong introductory lecture, kumbaga. And so mm -hmm. their first encounter, the student's first encounter with a with a topic will be through the the LAS that they, they will be copying. So there will be a lot of questions in their mind. There mm -hmm. will be a lot of things that they don't understand initially. And that's what we want. Uh, we, we want to create questions in the minds of the students. Mm -hmm. It's like... Uh, Farming or planting something, David. Opo. You don't plant. You don't plant immediately. You have to till the soil. And okay. in this case, by the uh, the students copying the LAS, you're you're priming the mind of the students such that when the time comes, when the subject teacher comes in, uh, they're already curious. They're already, in fact, they become very attentive, and they don't mm. even know it. Mm -hmm. Ang assessor kung kung ako po yung ano teacher na first time kong madidinig ano yung ganito or parent or student medyo maging parang effective ba yan talaga bang magaganap na you know very dynamic yung sa sa brain ng bata ganun po ba yung na-observe ninyo uh, in the schools in your school and, and and sa ibang schools na nag-implement ng DLP That's true David uh, it has been observed not only in our school uh, there mm -hmm. are a lot of performance indicators but there, there are also a lot of uh, cognitive and neuroscientific studies that writing by hand actually is superior to, to just listening. Mm -hmm. uh, there are um, studies uh, done in, in at Princeton, at the uh, University of California, LA. Uh, many, many uh, scientists are already curious about the, the writing by hand because it's actually, it deepens the comprehension of the student. It, uh, and they found out that in exams, uh, the performance of the students who wrote by hand is superior compared with those who just listened or even compared with those who used laptops uh, during mm -hmm. during lectures. 
So, so sir Chris, mm -hmm. sige po. Uh, yeah, and also many schools which have adopted the dynamic learning program, they have a lot of uh, performance indicators. I may mention uh, in, in, in Mindanao, there's the Davao Christian uh, High School, uh, which has great performance, and they have been implementing the DLP since 2005. In the Visayas, of course, uh, we, have, we have the CVIF. In North, I, may, I would like to mention the Stella Maris College in Cubao. Uh, they have been implementing the DLP maybe for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. And way up north would be Nuestra Señora de la Salette. They applied the DLP from kinder up to up to grade 12. And mm -hmm. some colleges have also applied the DLP. And so it's really the performance indicators which would which should convince people. Mm -hmm. Sir, uh, in your past lectures, nababanggit po ninyo, no? if a program, an education program, gives uh, constant results... Uh, kahit pa unti-unti, basta umaakyat, i-apply ninyo. Paki-elaborate nga po yun, sir. Yes, uh, actually, the, the progress in the, the, the school's progress in a DLP is not really overnight. But what we notice though is that uh, they say there's a J, when you introduce a new concept, a new program, a new strategy, they say there's a J curve. That means uh, it goes down first and then it goes up. Mm -hmm. What we notice in the implementation of the DLP is that there's no J-curve. It, really? it just, just goes, goes up. In, uh, you can already observe the changes in a matter of weeks. The first observation will be in the behavior of the students. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the, in the exams, in the grades, and so on. So, but but it, takes a, it takes a little while. But the, the performance is really dramatic. Uh, for mm -hmm. example, in Davao Christian High School, more than 50% of their uh, examinees in the national career assessment examination in mathematics more than 50 more than half of their examinees belong to the top one percent in the whole country mm -hmm. and they started uh five eight years earlier with just three percent belonging to the top one percent in the whole country but now they're they're over more than a half of the examinees it takes some time mm -hmm. and initially it's the bright students which will be affected first Mm -hmm. So any school which adopts the DLP should do a frequency distribution results of the exams because very quickly you would notice that the bright students would, would move up in their performance and it takes some time for the challenged learners to, to follow. But, but they will follow. Uh, we have seen that in many schools. Mm -hmm. Sabi po nila, Sir Chris, uh, happy na raw sila pag yung, halimbawa, yung top 10 nila ay magagaling talaga. Pero sabi po ninyo, dapat uh, whole spectrum ang ating ina-address. Uh, Paki-elaborate ngayon, sir. That's right. Um, in the traditional, most most of the students that, that are addressed are the bright ones. They're the ones who uh, answer in, during the recitation and so on and so forth. The DLP is actually addressed to the challenge learners. Mm -hmm. That's why they write. It slows them down. And uh, they absorb the subject matter slowly. You see, in any program, in any school, the top tenors will always fly. They will always do well, whatever mm -hmm. your, your program is. So you, you don't really worry about the top tenors. You worry about the lower um, 80%, lower 75%. Mm -hmm. And that's what exactly what the DLP addresses, uh, the bulk. And that's why, and this is reflected in the national exams. Normally, mm -hmm. in the national exams, what they report is the performance of the bulk. 
the performance of the cohort. And if it's just the top teners who are performing very well uh-huh. in the traditional, their, uh, their, their performance as a school will be pulled down by the lower 80%. But in the DLP, everybody gets pulled up. Mm-hmm. Kamusta po ang uh, journey ninyo when you started implementing DLP in your school and then uh, yung ibang other schools nakita yung performance, nagpunta sa inyo. Madali po ba na naipakalat sa Philippines? Or was it really your objective na i-share siya sa ibang skwelahan? Or uh, just to start first in your school? Well, uh, actually, David, we were just uh, solving the problem in an, in our own little school. Uh-huh. And up to now, we never really advertise or we never really go out and tell schools to to adapt it because DLP is is not an easy program. Um, uh-huh. So when schools come, we explain to them, we orient them, and they may or may not uh, adapt. When we get invited to workshops and, and conferences, then we talk about the DLP, but we never really on our own um, advertise or talk about it because we believe in the saying that you can bring the horse to the water, but you cannot force the horse to drink the water. So there has to be an initial interest first from the school, by the division or whatever, and they, they might invite us. And then we orient them. And uh, some of them will adapt. Some of them will not adapt. Some of them will adapt partially. But what mm-hmm. I notice about schools which adapt partially is that uh, after two or three months, they go back to the traditional. If I were a private school, public school, big or small school, meron po bang difference sa... Uh... Uh, sa pag-adopt or uh, sa pag-implement nitong program? Wala naman po. Um, we've had schools um, which the smallest would be one section per year level and I can mm-hmm. quickly think of two examples. Nuestra Senora de la Salette in the Gupan City started with just one section per year level. They adopted the DLP. Another mm-hmm. would be the St. Francis School in Silay. They started mm-hmm. with... Uh, one section per year level, and they, they adopted the DLP. So the DLP and the pillars of DLP are flexible enough that you could actually still implement the four pillars, even if you have a very small school. You can also adapt it to schools with a thousand, st- well, at the CVIF at the moment, mm-hmm. we have 2,000 plus students. So, and we are applying the DLP. So it could range from a small to big school, from poor schools to really rich schools, like, for example, Davao Christian High School, from rural schools to or urban schools like CVIF is located in a, a rural area mm-hmm. and uh, Stella Maris College in Cubao, Cubao is a very commercial area, is also adapting uh, the DLP. So it's quite flexible, it's quite, it's quite uh, adaptable to many situations, David. Mm-hmm. Sa kwento niyo po, Sir Chris, parang matipid gamitin ng DLP, no? Kasi parang hindi mo kailangan ng notebooks and books uh, tama po ba na matipid siyang gamitin? And kung ako naman po ay skwelahan na may kaya naman, okay lang din po ba na gumamit ng ibang mga uh, improvements like uh, technology in implementing DLP? Yes, definitely. Uh, if you're a rich school, you can uh, make sh- uh, your resources, references would be increased and you can make use of the technology as long as you under- understand deeply the four pillars that they will not be sacrificed. So mm-hmm. yes, indeed, uh, it's cheaper, David, because uh, if I may say, and some sectors <laughs> might, might not like it, you don't really need textbooks. The whole school, uh-huh. the, the students do not need textbook, textbooks. 
it's only the teacher who would need a textbook because he or she would make the the learning activity sheets so you don't need textbooks and um in fact uh when when the at the at one time the DepEd superintendent of uh manila division of hmm. uh manila DepEd, he said that that was during the pandemic pandemic time he said that even after the pandemic the dlp would still be needed and i said why he was an urban planner right but he was the superintendent he said that because not all students can be accommodated in the classrooms we don't have enough classrooms mm-hmm. so classrooms require money to build classrooms you require money but you can run the dlp even without regular classrooms so in that sense it's also cheap so you don't need the infrastructure so much you don't need the textbooks and you can even minimize the number of teachers that you want because most of the learning of the students will be through the LAS. Mm-hmm. So, so in that sense, everything becomes cheaper. And there have been studies like there's this the school in uh, Cebu, Site Academy, uh, mm-hmm. a site school, no? a center for industrial something. Uh, they did a study on, on the reduction of the cost in terms of electricity, in terms of teachers, in terms of and they presented their study in one of the workshops. And indeed, they have percentages of percentages of the decrease in the expense in their school. Mm-hmm. So Chris, ito palang panahon ng pandemic, no? So meron blended learning uh, online and offline. So uh, effective din po ba ang DLT that time? Yes, uh, you, you can take this extreme. Like for example, in our school, only about uh, 90% of the students have good connectivity and mm-hmm. so what we did was uh, uh the core the learning activity sheets we printed them risograph and then we distributed we had 18 or so distribution centers mm-hmm. within our town and neighboring towns distribution centers for this las so that the parents could could go to the distribution center and pick the las once a week and while they while they uh, get the las once a week they also give back the LAS that was ac- accomplished by their children the mm-hmm. past week. So all throughout the pandemic, learning was ongoing. And we mm-hmm. have also uh, an exam given to just to check this out. So right after the lockdown in March uh, 2020, the head of Davao Christian High School texted me and he said that, uh, thank you very much. But, because, but since because of the DLP, we had a smooth transition from normal times to the pand- pandemic period because for one thing, the students were already used to independent learning. And so the idea was just to, uh, for the LAS to reach the hands of the of the students, which could o- always be done. And the, so the learning continued without much disruption, even during mm-hmm. the, from normal times to the lockdown. So very tricky po ang paggamit ng technology ngayon ng mga bata because of uh, some apps that uh, somehow encourages them to uh, to, to cheat, sabihin na natin, ano, paano po nakakatulong ang DLP to, uh, to mitigate this? Yes, um, one of the problems of educators now is chat GPT, which um, mm-hmm. writes essays, for example, just like a <laughs> yes. person. Precisely, this problem is also addressed by the DLP because a core part of the DLP is that the student should copy by their own hand their own handwriting, mm-hmm. the, the lessons. So this is one check that it's not just copy and paste or chat GPT by the students and the lessons just, you know, 
papiaw lang, dadaan lang sa kanilang kanilang mind. So mm-hmm. the writing is really an answer to this problem of ChatGPT because when they do the the answer the questions or even uh, ask they, they have to write it write the answers by their own hand so mm-hmm. that is an insurance that at least the answer passed through their brain to it it, it activated their neurons mm-hmm. um, because all the answers in the LAS and even the exams will have to be in their own handwriting and that's just what, thank you sir chris meron pong question dito from christy of tokyo japan kay kaibigan ko po ito nagtanong siya um, paano daw po nag improve yung focus ng mga bata sa school using CVIFTLP? Well, actually, um, there's much, much less focus when the student is just listening to a lecture. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, your mind flies quickly once you hear a word. and then. Yeah. But here, since you're copying from minute number one, okay, the first three minutes, it already engages the students, focuses the mind of the students because he or she has to, to copy the activity title and even writing and copying the uh, tar- uh, activity target already intrigues and focuses the mind of the student. Ah, ito pala yung target for this lesson. Mm-hmm. Then they would be copying, uh, encountering a subject matter for the first time in the uh, concept digest in the LAS. So yeah, it, it helps in the focus because of the copying precisely and this uh, this was also the founding of the many researchers abroad uh, mm-hmm. in, when it comes to handwriting there you just google handwriting and learning or handwriting in education and they have seen there are a lot of researchers and they have seen that it's actually superior so that's the, mm-hmm. that's also the answer the handwriting Opo. so another question po sabi dito um paano po nakakatulong sa pagiging makabayan ng mga bata ang program ng CBIFTLP. Well, your question reminds me of uh, uh, Stella Maris College. Actually, they are, uh, it's analogous, no? They're mm-hmm. a religious school and they always incorporate values into each LAS, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's mathematics, whether it's social science, history, or whatever the subject matter is. In the LAS, one of the questions they would incorporate would be the value system. Uh, in fact, uh, with the Catholic bent. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's, that's one angle in answering the question that you can insert values at Makabayan uh, mm-hmm. in, in the DLP. In the, uh, Another answer to the question at a different level is, if you really want to help your country, you can help your country to the utmost if you develop yourself. You become an engineer, a, a writer, a, an artist, Develop yourself to the utmost as a Filipino, and then you will be contributing to the world knowledge as a Filipino. So the only way, the, the bottom line is you cannot give to others what you do not have. So if you want to give to your country, you have, you have to have it in yourself first. So develop yourself. Be a good scientist, be a good engineer, be a good painter, be a good writer, and then give to, the, to your country, give to the whole world. Ganun ang magiging makabayan na na talagang may impact, David. Ang galing naman, Sir Chris. Pinipresent <laughs> uh, niyo po ang CVIF DLP sa iba't ibang scientific conventions in the Philippines, abroad. Kamusta po? Anong reaction nila? Um, they're, they're, the reaction is always positive. The, the reaction is always uh, uh, that they're excited. They're, but then, 
being excited and agreeing with the program is one step. That's the initial step. But applying uh -huh. it and dealing with the local culture, the entrenched culture of, say, the Germans or the entrenched culture of the Portuguese teachers uh, or the entrenched culture of the Filipino teachers is a completely different story. That's mm -hmm. why the head of the institute, it could be a superintendent of the division mm -hmm. or the director of a school, they have to understand deeply the philosophy behind or the... Well, it, it's, it's easy to understand, but the reason behind the pillars or the components of the DLP, such that when complaints come in, there mm. are always complaints when a new project is implemented in any, in any endeavor because nobody wants to get out of their comfort zone, right, David? So if the head of the institute or the DepEd superintendent starts to receive complaints, he or she should be able to explain and, and stand by the decision to adopt the DLP because in the end, the bottom line is you want your students to learn. Mm -hmm. And if you think that the DLP will allow your students to learn, then you stand by it. But if you don't want your students to learn uh, maximum or optimized learning, then it's okay. You can, you can give up this and that, compromise this and that. So it really depends whether you understand your mission in education, your mission in life. Last uh, couple of questions, Sir Chris. Kamusta na po yung ibang mga uh, alumni ng CVIF DLP? Nasaan na sila ngayon? Yeah, um, they are um, getting scholarships. They're passing the UP College admission test. And there's also a question: Can can they can they be can they uh, perform well in the really top schools in the world? Mm -hmm. Yes, they can. Uh, an example would be Ronald Joren. He is now uh, studying marine science at the Eteha Zurich. Uh, if you Google Eteha Zurich and the discipline marine science, Eteha Zurich marine science is number one in the world. Talo nila yung Harvard, talo nila yung MIT, talo nila lahat. But then our student got into this program in marine science and he has published papers and he will be defending, if he is not already defending, uh, his, his uh, thesis this month or next month. Mm -hmm. So he did well. And we have other students like in physics, uh, Madeline Naiga. He will also be finishing this year. He has, she has already, uh, she's in Max Planck Institute, University mm -hmm. of Dresden and Max Planck Institute. And Max Planck Institute in Germany is a very, very difficult institute to enter. Maraming taga-Yupi na hindi nakakapasok dyan. And these students and other students like uh, uh, Jessa Casenas got her BS in Anthropology at Berkeley, and Berkeley is a top school. And these three students that I have mentioned never had, uh, they only had 20% lecture in their whole high school. They never had a homework in their whole high school, the DLP way. And so these are, again, performance indicators in flesh and blood of the, the effect of DLP on, on the students for the graduates, the alumni, David. Sir Chris, para po doon sa mga gusto mag-implement ng CVIF DLP, kanina sila pwedeng makipag-coordinate or makakuha ng mga sample LAS trainings? Well, for the, for the trainings, um, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is smart communications because smart communications created way, way back 10 years ago, the so-called DLP ambassadors. The DLP ambassadors consist of teachers from DLP implementing schools and these DLP ambassadors are sent 
to different schools or divisions uh, which would like to learn about the DLP. Uh, Smart Communications has, as part of their CSR, the propagation of the DLP, especially to the public schools. So um, you can contact uh, Smart Communications. You could also contact World Vision or contact you, David, in fact. Um, <laughs> and um, for the LAS, Learning Activity Sheets, which, which would be the core of the DLP, they can go to the CVIF website. Uh, it's... Um, cvifbohol.com small letters tuloy-tuloy cvifbohol.com and then just, just click the e-learning and they could download for free all the learning activities from grade 7 to 12 for all subjects as far as the LAS is concerned and there are also a lot of uploaded uh, sites explaining the DLP uh, which um, uh, they could ask you David or smart communications or whoever uh, so, so that's one way. Or they could visit a DLP implementing school mm-hmm. to observe. If you're in Metro Manila, go to Stella Maris College. If you're in Davao, go to Davao Christian High School. High school uh, if you're in Northern uh, Philippines, you go to Nuestra Senora de la Salette. Um, that's what those are the things that come to my mind, David. Sir Chris Bernido, thank you very much for, for your time. Thank you, David, for the invite. Always a pleasure. Thank- Thank you for watching Insights and Perspectives on TNC. God bless you.